You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to find out more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com where you'll find all of our past podcasts and other blog posts that we have up, along with some other items that you can purchase to help support the Beardcast. So we hope you enjoy listening to this week's show. As predicted last week, the uh, Boston Red Sox won the uh, World Series this year, and uh, you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast hosted by Matt Franks. Zach Bechtold. This week on the Beardcast, um, one of the, as we were <laughs> talking about, um, nothing about baseball because we're both very just depressed that the Red Sox won. <laughs> Because apparently, and we looked in the rules, you cannot tie in the World Series. There is no tying in the World Series. Um, it's been a baseball strike, and it just not happened. <laughs> Can we put an asterisk by that? Would that work? <laughs> yes, I'll I'll take an asterisk. You'll take an asterisk. Yes. Um, so as we were talking, um, we know that um, Tuesday is the general election uh, in the United States and uh, throughout the whole country. Um, people will be taking the polls over these next few days. Um, to look at uh, serious issues and um, uh, all sorts of things, voting for candidates and all that stuff. And um, we thought it'd be good to talk about how to um, have a healthy conversation about voting um, without being jerks. And um, this is one of those situations and topics that can be a little bit difficult. Uh, we're not going to, we're going to be, we're going to preface this. We're not going to tell you how to vote or who to vote for. Um, what we do want to talk about is just have how to have healthy conversation uh, even if you agree or disagree. Um, so Zach, as, as we think about um, this conversation today, what are some things that kind of come to your mind? Well, one, like Matt said, we're not going to tell, uh, tell you tell you how to vote or who to vote for, but we, we certainly want to tell you to vote. Go vote for wh- whomever it is. Um, and then the other thing, gosh, if turn off the TV, <laughs> turn off the internet, turn off these things, because I, I don't even have cable. And we see the the we get political commercials on Hulu and uh, all the and it's killing me. And I can't imagine if I had cable and had to watch uh, more than one, the two commercials that pop up. They're so hateful and they're so uninspiring. Uh, it and that's the thing about what politics has turned into. I think is is it's this maybe vote for the lesser of the two evils type of a thing. And that's not healthy. Um, it's very much, it's, we've very much gotten away from having any kind of conversation um, and just arguing and immediately yelling and talking crap about people and policies and issues without any knowledge other than what we've seen uh, on the TV or seen on the internet. And let me tell you, uh, regardless of what, you think people lie to you. <laughs> These are geared towards uh, maybe not telling the whole truth. And uh, that's, that's not okay. That's not a conversation. And what we have to do as responsible adults who are over the age of 18 and have the honor and privilege to vote is to inform ourselves. And, and if you'd asked me, I don't know, five, 10 years ago, what voting meant, I'd have told you I didn't care and, and whatever. But no, it's so, so dang important that, that we can't continue to fight and argue and piss and moan and, and want our way, whatever way that is, and completely lambast and discount the other way. Um, we have to be able to have the conversation of find the good and the bad in both sides or all sides and have the conversation of why 
why we believe that way, why we're voting this way, rather than I'm red or I'm blue or I'm this or I'm that. Because that's not, that's not healthy, guys. Um, that's a lot of what I see. So here's something I thought of today. I was watching TV because I need to watch the weather this morning because, by God, we live in Oklahoma and it changes all the freaking time and I don't know what to wear. Um, you know, Monday I was in shorts and t-shirt and today I'm wearing uh, sweaters and, and hats. Um, Move to Montana. You can wear flannel year round. I can't. <laughs> but so one of the things I was watching, the two political ads showed up and I, and I won't talk about which candidate. But both candidates said they had all the answers. Yeah. They are the person to save the world. And mm-hmm. first off, my head was thinking, you know, only one person can save the world. But the second of all is I want someone, and, 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 I, and, I, and I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, is that in, in regards to making a decision, it's not one person that in a healthy way and in a good way for the better of the world, the better of the community, one person is not going to dictate how that's going to be because that's not healthy we need input we need conversation we need dialogue and 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 i think part of our problem in our in our our political system today is that we we think that when people get elected they're the savior they're going to be the one that puts all the answers together put it all in place and it doesn't work that way it works by compromise it works by conversation it works through getting to know the person on the other side of the aisle not because they are the same color as you in a sense of uh, political color um, but and, and physical color, but actually getting to know the person across the aisle from you because you're wanting to work for the greater good um, and, and figuring out what that means together. That, that takes a lot of work and effort, and, and sometimes it means that you will not win all the time. And, and I think we need to get that out of the idea first is, is that it's not about winning or losing. I, I don't like that terminology because we all lose if it's a bad candidate. Right. But I think, I think if we think about in, in regards to voting and, and one of the things my parents taught me, they took us every time it was a general election, they took us to vote with them. Now we didn't ever, we weren't allowed to go in with them. They didn't want us to go in with them, but they would take us to the voting precinct. And one of the things that, that my parents taught us was that even though my parents did disagree on a few issues, um, they agreed, you know, to still love and care for each other and we're happily married for over 30, uh, two years. And, you know, um, but they were wanting to participate in the process and and i can't encourage people enough to participate in the process um and that um, i have a hard time listening to people that that may have an opinion that don't participate in the process because obviously you really don't care Um, because if you really cared you would go take the time and vote and and would encourage people to go and vote regardless i don't care if you agree or disagree with me I just want you to participate in the process. And, and if you do disagree with me, I do. I want, I want people to understand this. I do not see you as the devil. You are not the world's evil. Right. If you disagree with me, we disagree, but let's learn how to work together and move on to be a better society. Um, if you notice in the political ads today, we villa, we vilify the other. Right. And, and by doing that, they're like the spawn of Satan because they are a particular political party. Well, and, and that sets the example for us, right? We see those ads and, and we create villains in these people. And then what do we do? Those who believe differently than us. Well, we've learned from our leaders that this is what we do when people are the other or when they're different or believe different. And so then we vilify them. They become the other and they're evil because they stand with the evil that we disagree with, right? So I find it fitting that this week's lectionary gospel text kind of deals with this issue. 
Um, in Mark 12, uh, 28 through 34, Jesus um, was asked the question, what's the most important commandment? And Jesus responds that to, we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all our being, and with all of our mind, and with all of our strength. The second is you will love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. This is the ultimate mic drop to the Pharisees and Sadducees. And it's one that we're still feeling today because the ultimate end is to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And if we're not doing that, um, man, we're not living into the covenant that God has called us into. And, and I think that in today's world that has definitely um, preferred tribalism over community, um, I would hope and pray that we can um, let go of that which divides us and look at what can bring us together and how we can work together for the common good. Um, and then, you know, really let's look at Jesus and how Jesus is challenging us and shaping us. And, and I think that that can really shape and move us in a better direction than where we've been headed lately. Right. I, I truly believe that if we can, if we can just forget, let go of all of the labels, all of the jargon, all of the things that divide us, uh, whether it be politics or sexuality or race or gender or whatever, all of those things that we use to label each other uh, that divides us. If we can forget all of that and remember that even at the very basics, that one thing, people, right? Love God and love people. And if we love people, we're loving God. And for loving God, we're loving people. But we have to get rid of the things that divide us. Um, because then we don't look at people as people anymore. They're issues, they're parties, they're lines, they're this, they're that, and they're no longer people. And then the community can't happen. Conversation can't happen. It's It's got to come back to this core of there's they're people. We are people. You sitting across from me as a person, you driving down the street as a person, you sitting in the coffee shop or the voting booth voting differently than I am is still a person. And I think we forget that we see everything else, but that first, and that allows us to have this huge, huge breakdown in community, uh, which I think is why we're in the, the shape we're in where there's no conversation happening, happening. Well, and you know, we we joke about you know Red Sox and Cubs and Dodgers and and but I would not let a Cubs fan keep me from help working with them building the community of God. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I would question their baseball likes. Yes. And baseball teams, but if they're wanting to make the community better, I will not let that be a barrier that would keep me from working with them because I have several friends that are Cubs fans right um you know uh, one of my biggest fan one of my biggest friends and I'm not saying that because he's bigger than me you know <laughs> uh, good old Josh Pulver down at Camp Egan um he is a diehard Cubs fan and has been his whole life and um we don't let that difference right keep us from doing the kingdom work that we do together um and, and I think about that there there are several people um that we could allow those things to divide us and keep us from working together. And, and, you know, when we think about the political conversation, um, realize that the church is a political force. Um, mm -hmm. we, we have to understand that Jesus knew what he was doing and, and he said things that were very political. Um, you know, even this conversation in Mark 12 was politically charged very much because so. if, if he would have not said the right thing, if he would have, um, <laughs> blasphemy, do you don't think they would have tried to take care of him legally? Um, and, and, and a church that refuses to, to have conversation about these things, um, is a, is a church, uh, that's offering cheap grace. And we all, uh, if you've ever read Bonhoeffer, which I would encourage you to read, uh, 
<laughs> uh, his uh, thoughts on grace and yeah. cheap grace. Um, I would really question um, the church's ability to really faithfully pr- uh, have um, produce, you know, conversations about the the gospel. Well, and that's the thing: the church should produce the conversations, not tell you how to or who right. to. Right. And, and if that's what your church or your leadership in your church is doing is telling you the who and the how, um, question that too. Because uh, that's not okay. That's, that's not what, as pastors and as leadership of churches, that's an abuse of power. And that's, that's not okay. Um, that's, that's, that's just not okay. But it's, you see a lot of it. My God, you see a lot of it. Well, and, and that's why like my integrity is that I, I all have a conversation with you. My big thing is I want you to vote. And, and if you're not, uh, I want to encourage you to vote. And and if you're being suppressed to vote, I want to help you to vote. And and I want to make sure that you're able to have a voice uh, in our um, government um, because I think it's healthy for, for the betterment of our world. Um, But, you know, the moment I start, you know, and I'm, I'm honest with friends on Facebook um, that are running for office this year. They've asked me to, you know, put a like on their page. And like, I like you personally, but I won't necessarily do it politically because I don't want to necessarily cause issues within my community if they don't like that particular person. But I also want them to know that I'm praying for them and, and will right. support them in other ways. There are other ways of support than just by clicking like on their Facebook page. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I want to encourage you to do that. Um, you know, prayerfully spend some time, study your issues, uh, pray, um, pray where God may be leading you, uh, to vote on a particular situation because I think it's healthy. Um, uh, and, um, you know, when the person that you love who will vote differently than you realize that they are a child of God, they are created in God's image and that we're called to love them. Uh, even though they may disagree with us. And I think if we can hold on to that and, and wrestle with that and live into that, lean into it a little bit more, um, we, can, we can do some great things together, even though we may be um, Democrats, Republicans, Independents, Libertarians, Green Party. Everything Oklahoma, in between? <laughs> well, Oklahoma only has three part or four parties. We have Independent, Democrat, Republican, and um libertarian outside of that that's it in oklahoma <laughs> um right. yay oklahoma's closed political system but that's a whole other podcast for a whole other time uh, <laughs> um but we want to encourage you to um to spend some time in that and um and you know um have good healthy dialogue looking at a person knowing that they're a child of god and that um, they're creating god's image and to love them and to care for them uh, go on our website. We've got some really good blogs up. Um, we've had in the last few weeks. Uh, I encourage you to go read those. Uh, look at some po- uh, past um, beardcast. We've got. We've had. We've been on a good roll lately of having some good uh, conversation and good topics. And um, we're looking forward to some special guests we're gonna have on the show um, at a later date. Um, some of them are really, really awesome people that actually responded to our emails and um, Facebook messages. Um, and we're hoping to line out even a couple more. Um, Matt Miaski, I'm looking at you. Um, even though I know you're not listening. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, we're hoping to have some good uh, things up for the future. And, um, you know, if you want to write for us um, or if you want to be on the show because you've got something you want to talk about, please feel free to send us an email at beardedtheologians at gmail.com. Go on our website, check out our stuff. We've got stuff to buy. It's that season of Christmas and Christmas parties and gag gifts. Um, What a better way to buy a gag gift than buy a bearded theologians mug to give to a non-bearded people. 
Um, it is no shave November, so Zach and I will not be shaving in November. <laughs> the sea. Day what? one, right here. I shaved yesterday. Day one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we fully support no shave November. Um, we just take it year round. <laughs> um, no shave ever. No shave ever. Um, but go on, the, go on our website, um, have conversation, and uh, don't be afraid to uh, connect with us or share or anything else. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Get down and vote. We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day.